Salam Salam from BA. This is a Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 18th of May 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. Until recently, the House of People's Representatives, the legislature, deemed the Tigray People's Liberation Front, or TPLF, a terrorist organization. After this designation was lifted, the front applied to the National Election Board to lift the legal personality restriction of the TPLF. The board had previously decided to ban the party's members from working in name of the TPLF to attach its assets for payment of its debt and use remaining assets to promote public participation in elections. On Saturday the 13th, the board denied the TPLF's application. The front was not happy with the decision. On Tuesday the 16th, they released a statement saying that the board's decision will put the ongoing peace process at risk. The front announced that it will discuss the matters with other stakeholders and ask the board to reconsider in light of the Pretoria Agreement, which seeks peace between the TPLF and the executive, and the decisions of the federal government. It has been more than a month since a war in neighboring country Sudan broke out. Ethiopia has steadily affirmed its commitment to help peacefully end the conflict. This commitment was reaffirmed when Molly Fee, the U.S. Assistant Secretary for African Affairs, came to Addis on a work trip on Sunday the 14th. The Assistant Secretary met with Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed, who talked about his government's neutrality in the matter and commitment to end the conflict peacefully. Fee also sat down with officials of international organizations stationed in Addis. Her trip to Addis came to an end on Tuesday the 16th. Speaking of officials in Addis, Francia Marquez, Colombia's vice president, arrived in the capital on Wednesday the 17th. Marquez had a talk with Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Foreign Affairs, Domeke McConnell, and agreed to work together in various sectors including trade, investment, tourism, tech and aviation. The duo signed a memorandum of understanding. During the meeting, it was announced that Colombia is going to reopen its embassy in Ethiopia 50 years after it was closed, a decision Domeke commended. Colombia's vice president explained that this decision was made because of Ethiopia's significant influence in Africa. More news on foreign affairs as the House of People's Representatives approved a bill on extradition and mutual judicial cooperation in criminal matters with the United Arab Emirates and Turkey. The Council of Ministers approved and sent the bill to the House of People's Representatives back in January this year. The Council of Ministers explained the importance of this law, saying that it will prevent organized cross-border crimes and ensure the rule of law. If you are a regular listener of our podcasts, you'll know that in Ethiopia there's a nationwide university entrance exam for soon-to-be high school graduates. But did you know that 6th and 8th grade students all over the country also have to sit for an exam to pass to the next grade? That's right. 
even though the exams aren't prepared at the national level, but at the city and re regional level they are mandatory. The Addis Ababa Education Bureau revealed that it is going to conduct the grade 8 exams in late June and the grade 6 exams in early July. About 75,000 students from both 8th and 6th grade are expected to sit for the exams in Addis alone. The schedule didn't sit well with the city's Islamic Affairs High Council. The council wrote a letter to the city's Education Bureau rejecting the schedule. In the letter, the council explained that on the days the 8th grade exam will be held, the eve and the holiday of Eid al Adha will be celebrated. The Council finally urged the Bureau to postpone or pull back the days of the exam by at least three days and announce its decision within a week. On that note about exam days, the Ministry of Education revealed on Thursday the 18th that the National University Entrance exams will be held from the 26th of July to the 6th of August. The ministry said that the exams are going to be conducted in government universities and reminded the universities to be prepared for the exam by the 22nd of July. In other news, the Ethiopian Construction Management Institute revealed that it has drafted a bill obliging large construction firms to work with small-scale contractors. The institute said that the bill will support smaller construction firms to gain experience and to ensure their accountability. In drafting the bill, the Institute said that it worked with consulting firms, universities, ministries and other stakeholders. The Ministry of Urban and Infrastructure will review the draft law and if the Ministry approves it, the House of People's Representatives will vote on it. Alebachu Amone, the capital subsidy district officer, was murdered on Friday the 12th. The subsidy's communication bureau said a police officer killed him because he was allegedly disgruntled with how Alebachu dealt with his affairs. The city's police commission said that the alleged perpetrator is in custody and the investigation is underway. The Oromia Regional Government held a ceremony for the beginning of the construction of the Regional Palace. The palace is going to be built in the Bole subsidy of the capital on more than six hectares of land and said that the project's design represents the Oromo people's heritage, culture and history. It was also announced that the Chinese Civil Engineering Corporation would build the palace which predicts that the project will be completed in two years. On that note about power, since Abiy's ascent to power, plans to privatize various sectors have been introduced and some have materialized with the entrance of Safaricom, a foreign private telecom company, into the Ethiopian market. The government plans to issue another license for another foreign company to engage in the telecom sector. To that end, officials from the Ministry of Finance met with Orange, France's largest telecom company, and Vion, a Dutch telecom firm. Both have expressed their interests in entering the Ethiopian market. 
The more recent meeting was with Fian, in which officials invited the group's CEO and his team to come to Ethiopia to, quote, actualize investment engagements, unquote. Now, let's fly away. Ethiopian Airlines is the biggest airline in Africa, with numerous destinations all over the world. On Wednesday the 17th, the airline flew to the latest addition in its destination list, Atlanta increasing the cities in the U.S. it flies to five. Right before the inaugural flight, Mesfin Tassu, the company's CEO, Andre Dickens, Atlanta's mayor, Adanek Abebe, Addis Mayor, and Anne Jacobson, U.S.'s embassy's charged affairs, Tracy, came together at the Bole International Airport on the occasion. The airline will fly to Atlanta four times every week. A few weeks back, we told you that the Ethiopian national football team and coach Wubetu Abate, as well as his assistant, had parted ways. The post for coach and assistant coach had since been vacant until Monday the 15th, when the Ethiopian Football Federation revealed that Daniel Gebre Exiaber will be the coach in the interim for at least the next few games. Iconic musician who later became a spiritual songs singer, Hiruth Bakale, passed away on Friday the 12th at the age of 80. Her tracks are beloved by many and are still listened to. Even after her exit from the professional music scene, she has released numerous albums of spiritual songs. And that's it for this week. We are a few people trying to share knowledge with no ads and no screens. Support us so we can keep doing what we love. Check the link in our show notes to support us. Ciao!